Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Grammar Girl here. One of my followers on Twitter named Andrew Hines tweeted a question to me earlier this month. He asked, Why do we use plural forms of verbs with the singular subject I? In other words, why do we say I go to the store? When he talks about singular and plural, he is talking about what grammarians call number. But the assumption that go is a plural form isn't entirely correct. In addition to number, Verb forms can also encode tense and person. We talked about person in episode 259, when the topic was first-person, second-person, and third-person pronouns. To summarize, the first-person singular pronouns are the forms of I, including me, my, mine, and myself. First-person plural pronouns are forms of we. Second-person pronouns are the forms of you. In present-day English, We don't distinguish between singular and plural for second-person pronouns, except for the singular form yourself and the plural yourselves. You can refer to one person, you get the passenger seat, or many people, would you please form a line in front of the counter. Third-person singular pronouns are the forms of he, she, and it. And finally, third-person plural pronouns are forms of they. Now let's look at the verb go and how it can give information about all three of these things, number, tense, and person. In the form goes, the S ending tells us not only that it's in the present tense, but also that its subject is third-person singular, he or she, or maybe squiggly. He goes, she goes, squiggly goes. So, the answer to why the singular verb goes doesn't agree with the singular subject I is that goes is also third person, while I is first person. They don't match. If goes is the third person singular present tense form, then what form is just go? The short answer is that it's the everything else form for the present tense. Traditional grammar books will often list this same form five times, for first and second person singular and first, second, and third person plural. However, from a learning perspective, it's easier to just think of go as a form that can take on whatever combination of person and number you need in the present tense, other than third person. It's the everything else form. The technical term for this kind of situation in which one word form can fill more than one function, is syncretism. And English has a lot of it. 
In fact, we've already run across another example of it, with the second-person pronouns, where you can be either singular or plural. In older stages of English, there were different pronouns for second-person singular and plural. The second-person singular pronouns were forms of thou, and you was used for the plural. But these days, thou isn't used in everyday English, and instead, you serves as both a singular and a plural second-person pronoun. In fact, you is even more syncretic than that, because it can act as either a subject or an object, too. For comparison, the first-person singular pronoun is I as the subject and me as the object. Likewise, the first-person plural pronoun is we as the subject and us as an object. In older stages of English, ye was the subjective case of the second-person plural pronoun, and you was the objective case. The difference shows up clearly in the King James translation of the Bible in John 8.32. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Ye is the subject, and you is the object. These days, you does the job of both, and ye is only used by speakers who want to sound like old-timey sailors. So with this double dose of syncretism, instead of thou, thee, ye, and you, it's all you, 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 you. But we don't say that we have four second-person pronouns and they're all homonyms. We say that we just have one pronoun, you, which can be singular or plural, subjective or objective, as needed. So how did English end up with so much syncretism? For plural verbs, it's always been that way. Even back in Old English, the present tense for all three persons in the plural was the same form. To illustrate with an actual Old English verb, let's take the verb that eventually developed into modern English deem. The plural present tense form for all three persons was daymath. By the way, if you look at the transcript for this episode at quickanddirtytips.com, you'll see that the word ends with a character that looks like a lowercase p, with the vertical part that goes up too far. That character is called the thorn and represents the th sound. As Old English developed into Middle English, this a thorn suffix was lost. The rest of the syncretism in present tense forms came later. The next piece to fall into place was the first-person singular form. When the plural a thorn suffix was lost, the plural form ended up sounding almost indistinguishable from the first-person singular, which was dama. That just leaves the second-person singular form, damest, that sounded different. How did damest lose that st suffix? Easy! Once speakers started using the plural you for both singular and plural, it was natural to use the same plural verb forms with it that they'd always been using. The same thing happens today when speakers use they as a singular pronoun. They don't say, does anybody know what they wants to order? They say, does anybody know what they want to order? A web page for a college class on the history of English talks about this development in second-person verb forms and says that the poet Alexander Pope objected to using a plural verb form with you when it referred to an individual. According to the webpage, quote, for some time he used the pattern you was 
but abandoned it when his contemporaries condemned it as inelegant and vulgar, unquote. These days, of course, grammarians don't consider the go in you go to the store a plural form anymore. It's second person singular, or depending on your point of view, a default verb form that can perform the function of second person singular. And that's how we ended up with just two verb forms for most present day English verbs. And why we say things such as I go to the store on Wednesdays. Thanks to Aaron for the interesting question. I'll put the link for that class webpage on the transcript for this episode at quickanddirtytips.com. It also gives an interesting sociolinguistic history of how and why you edged out thou. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who blogs about linguistics at literalminded.wordpress.com and is a regular columnist for the online resource Visual Thesaurus. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. That's all. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona. La vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.